0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast can be heard on more than 20 different platforms, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you are sure to find the show. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? Well, today's show is another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be a broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Eric in Dallas, Texas. He writes, I'm invested in a value-add apartment building that closed in the first quarter this year. It's a C-class asset purchased at a 5% cap rate. I'm on a variable rate bridge loan and have yet to convert to permanent financing. I'm now thinking I should have waited to see what happens in the market. I'm hearing the prices could be expected to fall in the near future. Did I overpay? What are your thoughts? Well, Eric, this is a great question. First of all, I don't think you should be second-guessing yourself unless you were overly aggressive in your underwriting. Looking in the rearview mirror can only help you from a learning standpoint, but you can't turn back the clock. You can only look forward. And if there is a problem... You want to surface it as early as possible and take action to fix it to the extent that you can. The notion of cap rate is a little subjective. If your analysis showed a 5% cap rate after you loaded up the project with reserves after reserves for maintenance and leasing commissions, and reserves for unit turns and interest rate increases, then you might be in good shape. But if you were lean in your expenses and aggressive in your underwriting, it could be a different story. The fact that you have a variable interest rate bridge loan is definitely a risk. The lender who provides your permanent financing could also model a higher cap rate than you paid, which would have the effect of showing that you did in fact overpay. We don't know that to be true, but it is a risk. I've always believed you've got to have a steady hand on the wheel when it comes to underwriting these deals. If I reflect back on the past decade, we've hardly changed our underwriting criteria at all. We're always looking for a strong spread between the yield on the cost we paid for the project and the current market cap rate. There's no question that with rising interest rates, we can expect cap rates to expand. If interest rates rise to, say, 6%, I doubt investors will be paying a 4% cap rate to purchase a property, or not even a 5% cap rate. Some investors have clearly overpaid in the last two years. I've watched in horror at some of the prices that investors have been willing to pay. We're absolutely living through an uncertain period. Prices are changing fast. Interest rates are changing fast now is the time for you to perform risk analysis. You should re-underwrite the project with new interest rate assumptions. You should be engaging your lender for permanent financing as early in the process as possible. Value-add deals take time to execute, but not all parts of the value-add program take the same amount of time and they don't all contribute the same financial contribution. You might want to consider looking at different parts of the value-add program in its constituent pieces, evaluating them each in terms of the value of their contribution, both in time and the safety of each of these. For example, adding kitchens and bathrooms in all the apartments could take a long time, and it could delay getting your permanent financing. On the other hand, adding high-speed internet to the building, that could be much quicker. Kitchens and baths are probably going to add a couple hundred dollars a month in rent. They might cost you 15000 a unit, incremental investment. The high-speed internet, on the other hand, might only contribute $30 a month in income but it will cost you very little, maybe even zero, to install. It could be that adding washers and dryers to each unit will bring an additional $50 a month. Maybe that's something you can do faster than kitchens and baths. There's a number of value add activities that can force the value to increase and if you wait too long to refinance it's likely that your permanent financing could rate lock above that 5% cap rate that you paid. If that was to happen, you might have a situation where the value-add component ends up costing you more money by the time you get it done. The interest rate for your permanent financing has gone up so much that you're pushed into a negative cash flow situation. Now, of course, no lender will allow that to happen, so you could at that point be facing the prospect of having to bring additional capital to the table in order to reduce the loan amount to qualify for the permanent financing. The lender will want to see you comfortably meet their prescribed debt coverage ratio. If the property's at risk of higher expenses due to inflation, they might want to see additional buffers inserted in the financial model. See, this is a time when you want to get early visibility of the bank's financial model for the permanent financing so you can see how they're going to underwrite the deal. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's the basis under which you're going to qualify for the permanent financing. It's not your model that matters. It's the lender's. Only then will you know if you're going to be facing a problem. I want to thank you, Eric, for a fantastic question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.